Welcome back to another episode of Conversation Coliseum, the Coliseum of Conversation. Thank you guys for tuning in to last episode. Last episode, there was Sriracha Interlude. Not gonna lie, that shit was a lot of fun recording. <laughs> Yo, between Ed being pissed about Drake using hot sauce, you were more mad at the fact that he used hot sauce than you were at the female trying to trap him. I want, I want you to realize that, bro. You were really pissed that he wasted hot sauce. Like I said what I said. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. You, you you said what you said. You said what you said. Not gonna lie. That shit was funny though. And then um, you know, we we're, we're trying to get a sketch going, trying to get a little competition going to see who could draw us um the Bronx superhero. Bronx. Still trying to see about that. We are gonna post the polls up. Um by the time this episode drops, hopefully we'll have someone. Um Definitely talk about, you know, sending something out or, you know, come on as a feature, the podcast, promote whatever you got going on. That could definitely be in the conversation. So definitely tune in and follow us at our Instagram, conversation two underscores Coliseum. Also, our Twitter handle is Convo Coliseum. Again, our Twitter handle is Convo Coliseum. And our Instagram handle is conversation two underscores Coliseum. And with that being said, let's get to it. So first topic for today um, is really an interesting one. Um, Definitely something you would ask in school or like, you know, to open up a discussion um, to kind of broaden people's um, horizon and thought process beyond what they already know. But the question for today that we want to talk about is what makes a culture? Um, in my humble opinion, I genuinely think there are a lot of factors to creating a culture or having a culture or being cultural. Um, definitely like where you come from plays a huge role. Like me personally, I'm Puerto Rican, Dominican. What defines me it is really um, like where my family comes from. Like food is definitely important. Like, you know, our music is very important to us. Our um, vernacular, when I mean vernacular, I mean our, um, our land's language, which is Spanish. Um, these three things, in my opinion, really kind of put a stamp and solidifies to me what culture means to me. Now, everyone else that's tuning in, like we have listeners from Bangladesh, from Russia, Switzerland, Dominican Republic, Spain. In your um, breakdown of what makes a culture, that's religion. Yes. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. How how can I I forget religion? Old school Hispanics and their Catholic and Christian ways, that goes heavy on their day to day, what they, you know, how they model their life after. Yeah, no, no, no. You're you're actually not lying. I'm actually tight that I forgot about religion because religion and uh, again, reforming my opinion, religion in my opinion when it comes to creating a culture, it as like overall, like over everything I just said, religion in my opinion and maybe in others as well, religion kind of puts like that seal of approval of a culture. Now, that's just my opinion. Um, I also do believe, on the contrary, a religion doesn't necessarily define a culture, because um, to kind of counter like what you're saying, that 
is just like, all right, like a lot of Hispanics are Catholic or Christian, but I know a lot of Catholic, well, I know a lot of Hispanic people that are also Muslim, that are also um, um, Hindu, that they practice um, Judaism or they practice Islam. I know way more than like two handful put together. So they were probably raised in a, in a certain kind of culture and kind of like branched out on their own to learn. Now, me, I'm Catholic. I'm, I'm an open-minded Catholic at that. And, you know, I was raised to be a Catholic. I accepted the ideology. But when I say open-minded Catholic, I mean this. I'm totally open to other religions. I'm not, like, against it or nothing like that. Me, in my opinion, hey, it makes you happy. You're not killing people. You're not hurting people. I don't give a shit. Like, you believe in what you want to believe in. Just don't disrespect in what I believe in. Right? Not just religion-wise, but my culture as well. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely get it. Um, Yeah, and I think religion is is probably the most important component of a culture. Why? Because most of the time, uh, your religion usually shapes your your moral and your ethical code right and then based on those things that's why we that's why there's a clash right like who's to say whose culture is really good or bad but it's all based on um you know your religious your religion usually gives you like your moral footing what's good and what's bad or or uh, and, and that usually shapes the choices that you make the people that you hang out with and it, and it really shapes your life if, if you think about it mm-hmm. uh, you know you're not always thinking about it, but it but it does shape your life because those roots are planted in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the time that you're little, these certain um, certain memories, these certain themes or um, things that you remember, they just they stick with you. Uh, you know, more than you think. <clears throat> yep, because even as a child, one of the first things you hear when you're growing up is what God don't like ugly, right? So based upon <laughs> exactly so. At, you still hear that shit. <laughs> so you're you're at a, at a young age. You're, you're not really forced, but you're um taught to carry out this ideology of like if you you know behave, do what you got to do, and listen to your parents, you know, and you do well in life. You go throughout your life with a good moral compass. You make good decisions. You're nice to people. You're kind. You go to heaven, right? If you're bad, you go to hell. So right off the bat, this religious this religion is kind of shaping how you go about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And I definitely agree with you. Like when you're growing up, like you have a certain like ideology pushed upon you, but it's not necessarily pushed upon you. Not pushed, but like it's, it's what you're taught. Yeah, like like you grow up learning so, one thing. Exactly. So every culture is gonna grow up different based upon how, you know, what culture they follow and stuff like that i'm saying it's just it's just crazy to think about because when you know you're growing up as a child you think before you really learn about the world that what you know at home is that's all there is you know what i mean yeah no i i i definitely agree i definitely agree and it's kind of tough because like i work with kids and like i try to tell them all the time like the world's more than your zip code (laughs) you know it's like there's definitely more out there like learn about it read about it they don't give a fuck 
they do TikTok, Snapchats, mm-hmm. all this stuff. They're like, oh, look, I saw that on my phone. I, like, shut up. But there's and so many great things that different like, cultures can bring to one person. Like, if you go yeah, out there and you just yeah. learn about all these, not necessarily follow them, but just to educate yourself in, uh, you know, the ideologies of those cultures, they can help you form, like, a, I think, in my opinion, just a broader understanding of, you know, the world we live in. It puts in perspective um, the fact that there is no such thing as normal, right? Like mm-hmm. that 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 doesn't exist. There, there's a quote um, uh, from the Adams family, I believe. I don't know why I always remember this, but they say what's normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. So it it all depends on on what on what angle you're looking at things from, because in you know in freaking south america not this is just something that i just know they eat like even like guinea pigs and stuff like that nothing against it would i do it Mm, probably not but that's normal to them right like uh in different cultures uh like i don't know irish culture like you know drinking is a thing right like that's something that (laughs) that's accepted like yeah this is this is what we do and then in muslim culture they never drink right like alcohol is like they never even touch it. So it's like, it all depends on, on your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's like a nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. It, like, it's interesting you bring up another country because like I've been to Spain, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Canada, I've been to different parts of like the US and everything's different. Every Everywhere does things differently. Like, honestly, the Hispanics here even though there are different type of Hispanics, like it doesn't really matter. Like, um, you know, like where you take it from, it's always going to be a different type of Hispanic because this is, I hate to say it, but this is an Americanized Hispanic. Like, let's be honest. Right. I go to Mexico, you go to Mexico, you're not going to get the same type of like Spanish you're going to get here. Right. You go to, um, you even go to New Mexico or like you go to Texas or like you go to California, like people speak differently, but the same language. So I think it's the same thing with culture. People can share a culture, but do it differently, demonstrate it differently and include everybody of all ethnicities and all different kinds of um, genders, um, ethnicities, race, all that. Um so I think that including everybody um, is definitely a positive thing to do. And by including everybody, I also mean by exposing everybody to your culture. Because in my opinion, and to back up what I was saying earlier about the kids, I'm just like... like walking around a trench coat and like, hey, no, hey, yeah. the Bible. <laughs> what do you mean expose? Like you can't. I don't like the word expose and religion. Like if it's things like there's something to hide. I don't know. It just doesn't sound right when you put them together. Listen, man. You 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 don't even want you don't even want to know my take on religion. That that that's definitely a hot button topic for another day. But definitely, um, like when I mean when I what I what I mean to say. Right. Is it's definitely a positive thing to um to introduce to everyone a different kind of culture. Um not on a daily basis. That's O D. But 
on a regular basis because it would teach them, or at least you're trying to teach them about how to respect other people. Um, you know, and respect goes a long way. Respect goes a very, very long way. Like, for example, America took a very long time, and I don't think it's in full, you want me to be very honest with you, to give some sort of respect to minorities, right? So with that being said, um, I know that, you know, there's different types of laws, there's different types of structures internationally or domestically, but here in the U.S., as I'm pretty sure the whole world knows by now, um, there's definitely a huge barrier when it comes to racial um, equality and inequalities. So, for example, um, probably the most famous example was voting rights, right? Women weren't able to vote for a certain amount of time. Um, if I remember correctly, Susan B. Anthony and a whole bunch of women's activists were able to push for that, and we are all grateful for it. Um, minorities, including like African Americans, people of like literally one uh one eighteenth of um any type of African American or Hispanic or anything that wasn't of Caucasian descent, um, we weren't allowed to vote. So if we were even attempting to do a podcast of some sorts, if the technology was around 40, 50 years ago, we wouldn't be able to. Or we might not um be able to talk about the things we we're talking about. You know what I mean? Um so you know with that comes progression and we are here now in 2022 now with progression comes some setbacks now with some setbacks it comes from i want to say higher ups um like bosses ceos people of government uh, people in power so one example of that that's actually going on right now is happening in one of my favorite organizations, unfortunately, it's the National Football League. Now, with the National Football League, for those who don't know, currently there is an open investigation and lawsuit against the NFL, in particular the NFL, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, and um, the Miami Dolphins. Now, to kind of broaden um, the spectrum here in regards to this topic. Yeah, he was... Um... He was on TV uh, the other day with his lawyers, and they were uh, on a show called Get Up. I like it. Uh, it's in the morning. It's a sports show. Uh, they were they were discussing they were discussing the case and citing that the Rooney Rule is not it's not up to snub. It's not it's not meeting. It, it, it's not doing the job that it was meant to do when they implemented it all the way back in two thousand and three. 2003 mm -hmm. is a class action lawsuit, meaning, well, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school or anything, but a class action lawsuit, I did a little, I, you know, I looked it up. It means that other people can join and you can mm. sue as a group, one person, because if they feel like they've so done the wrong thing, right? Then so basically, right. So basically what he's saying is back in 2019, when he, um, you know, when he was getting head coaching uh, interviews, he interviewed with the Broncos, the Giants. Or, or, or with the Broncos, the Broncos, uh, he claims that John Elway and a couple other executives, they showed up late to the meeting and uh, they looked disheveled, you know, you know, disheveled meaning that, you know, like, you know, they looked a little uh, out of sorts. And he claims that you could tell when, uh, you know, people have been out on a night of drinking. So he claims that they were, you know, hung over 
at the minimum during the interview. And uh, so they passed him on that, and Vic Fangio ended up getting the job. And then most recently, he uh, he interviewed with the Giants, and he claims it was a sham interview that they only did the what? interview. Well, because yeah, did of you the Rooney rule. did you hear so that, that, they that had shit, the situation that Bill Belichick was involved in? Yeah, so Bill Belichick, because Brian Flores used to work for Bill Belichick, he was the defensive coordinator in New England, and Brian Dable also worked in New England. I believe he was offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I believe quarterbacks coach in New England before he went to Alabama and then in Buffalo. So he still has a connection uh, with um, with Bill Belichick. So he has both of both of their names in his phone. Both of their names are Brian. He's fucking Denham. idiot. He texts Brian Flores telling him, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, I hear good word that you're probably going to get the job. Congratulations, Brian." And Flores texts him, uh, "I haven't done the interview yet. How do you know that?" And he goes, "Oh, is this Flores?" I thought it was Dable. Yeah, yeah I fudged that, that up. So, meaning they already knew that they were <laughs> that they were gonna hire Brian Dable before yeah. they did and the Bill Brian Belichick Flores interview. Confirmed it when he texted so, Flores, thinking that it was Dable, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I fucked this up. I dropped the ball." Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, he has said that shit, and like I've read the text messages, and like she was crazy. She was great. I was like, oh, shit. And then the Giants responded right. by saying, oh, uh, anything that Coach Belichick said, he has no, uh, you know, he has no links to any, you know, anybody internally. He doesn't know what we're up to. Uh, that was just his opinion. There were five people up for that job. It was just his opinion that he texts Brian Dable, congratulations. Yeah, he had, he had I don't think so. He had the leak. For those that don't know, yeah. Bill Belichick, has ties to the Giants from the 1980s. He was a defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells when they were winning Super Bowls in the 80s and the early 90s. Well, he he's also suing uh, the NFL because of the Miami Dolphins owner in 2019 was offering him a hundred thousand dollars for every game that the team would lose. Yeah, so he was asking him to purposely too. lose games and in incentivizing him to lose games. Uh, that was during the tank for Tua. Uh, era, mm -hmm. so that they could lose games yeah, to get a better that. draft it was position. Him bread to lose games to throw games away. Yeah, no, I, I was I was reading up on that and like that shit was crazy and like also to like fill in our listeners as to what um the Rooney Rule is. The Rooney Rule is um an NFL diversity policy that mandates teams interview ethnic minority candidates outside the organization for coaching and front office positions. This rule was established in 2003 due to a class action lawsuit by former um, Steelers owner and chairman. Well, yeah, uh, um, it says right here, um, it's a hiring policy established by the NFL in 2003 and named after Dan Rooney, former Steelers owner and chairman. I, you want to know something crazy? I find it extremely ironic that the Rooney rule was created. After Dan Rooney, who is a former Steelers owner and chairman, and guess who's the only black coach in the NFL right now? Mike Tomlin. I didn't even think about that. And what team is he on? The Pittsburgh and what fucking team is Steelers. He on? But I that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna fucking say. Because in 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 all honesty, there are a dozen. There are more than a dozen 
African-American and not only African-American, there are also Hispanic head coaches out there that can actually do a good ass oh. job. Why the it, fuck it, are they head coaches? I have no clue. What'd you say? This, this, yeah, this topic really kind of like bugged me a little bit. It inspired me a little bit. We're about to take the bar. You know, I find it crazy that Mike Tomlin is the only African-American coach in the NFL right now. And in particular with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially because the Rooney rule was created and named after Dan Rooney, who is a former Steelers owner and chairman. I just think it's crazy. I personally think Brian Flores, Flores is being blackballed. Um, definitely bribed. Like, I believe that shit in Miami. Like, the whole tank for Tua situation, I was like, first of all, you're tanking for an injured quarterback. Because remember, when Tua came out, he was injured. Right? He was drafted injured and all. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's mediocre at best. He's like a Carson Wentz 2.0. Not good, like not bad. Old. He's... He's Air just Force there. One. Right? So, the yeah, it's like you can wear them and they'll fit fine. <laughs> but, yeah, the quality's off. Like, it looks it's food. not going to stand out. It's not shiny. And, ooh, what is that? It, you've seen yeah. it before. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's not white anymore. It's like a cream white. because it's, like, it's reliable, it's on but it. it's, not, it's not special. Yeah. That's what I would say. He's reliable. It's not, it's not, not, it's not your first choice. Okay, this is not your right. first choice. Put it like that. <laughs> Let's stop picking on Tua. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll get off the Tua train, but point is, stop, point stop is right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Listen, we're the same fucking hider, right? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no way. I can finally pick on somebody my own size. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, all right, fine. The whole tank for two situation, fine. But then being bribed $100,000 per loss. And then on top of that, he didn't even lose. He left Miami with a positive record. I think they went 8-1. and one. So it's like, why the fuck would you fire him? Only one reason why you'd fire yeah, him. Because he didn't why. tank. He wasn't following orders. That's why. So I was like, get him out of here. That's, that, that's the only... You, you, you know what I, I just mm-hmm. I think oh. it's crazy because um he they spent more <laughs> they spent more time investigating deflated footballs than <laughs> than this. The NFL sent out uh, a response pretty much right away denying any any uh any involvement in any of those allegations, which is crazy because there's a history of it. There's a history of it in the NFL, and I and I'd like to read it and get y'all's um get y'all's opinion on what they have to say. Breaking news right here. Not not to interrupt you. Yeah, but go ahead. There is there there might be an, another African American GM in um in the NFL. Please tell this me, guy it's named Sashi. Damn it, Sashi Sashi Brown is leaving Monumental Sports and the Wiz and the Washington Wizards to return to the NFL. As an executive with the Baltimore Ravens, sources tell um, Wojn- um, Stephen Wojnarowski, "Okay, that that that's, that's something, but right it's a GM. Direction. There's a G. It's a GM position. I was listening to Michael K in the morning. They were saying that there's six um, African American GMs, but only one um, African American um, coach, and the coach is more out there than the GM. Let's be honest. Gotcha. So <clears throat> they said." The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in, in providing equitable opportunities throughout our, our organizations. Diversity is core to everything that we do, and few other issues 
on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. How can you say the claims are without merit when there's clearly been a history and a pattern, a recognized pattern by the public? The public has recognized this. So, I mean, I think that's just... Go ahead. What, what do you guys think? They're already, you know, their public image is already down in the dumps because of the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So they're not gonna let they're not gonna let something else, you know, get proved right. They're gonna do everything they can to cover it up, and I think that's just proof of it right there. Or trying to like, trying to not make it as serious as it is when it's clearly because this is ridiculous and things that are proving that Flores was indeed, you know, a victim of racial whatever it was. Because, you know, this this is a guy that took a Miami Dolphins team that, I can't even say his name, I have to say his name and spit, that Adam Gase freaking <laughs> chewed up and spit out, destroyed, traded everybody away. They were nothing. He goes 4-12 and 12 his first season. And that's another thing. Black coaches are very, very, um, are very often put in positions, you know, to not be successful. Like they get terrible organizations who are terribly run and they're not put in positions to succeed. He goes 10 and six the next season with Ryan Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzception. And then, and they miss the playoffs with 10 wins. Then this season he goes, they start 0 and seven and then they finish with a record of nine and eight completely turns the team around with, with Tua who's, inaccurate Tua Tungavailoa who a lot of people call him Tua turn the ball over because that's what the guy does all the time it's impossible to win with a guy like that yeah I thought <clears> when they let him so go, what why did he get fired I was expecting him to be there for at least a decade you know he's he's only there's only three minority coaches in an NFL in a, in a league where 70% of the players are are you know are minority you know, African-American other. Three, you got Mike Tomlin, Ron Rivera, Washington, and Robert yeah. Sala, the New York Jets. Three, that's like 90, that's 97% yeah, or something like that of NFL coaches. Him. That's why I was excited when he was interviewing with the Giants. So I'm kinda, That's ridiculous. I'm kind of upset that these allegations are coming out against my team because, you know, it's bad enough that we suck, so. <laughs> and, and now Hugh Jackson, uh, former coach of the Browns, is also coming out and saying that the Browns Jeez. owner offered him money to lose games. That that I believe. Because remember, they were tanking hard. They were just hard, And I'm like, bro. no, they, they were a bad team, but there were a lot of games that they could have fucking won. And they it was a lot of questionable plays. And, and top that off, they, they tanked for Baker Mayfield. Who is Johnny Manziel 2.0, but sober. Like, they weren't making it anywhere. They weren't going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. Nick Chubb is the star. Chubb Rock is the star on that team. Yeah, no. Nick Chubb and and, um, Kareem Hunt. Those are the two best players on that team. And, oh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. That's it. They make Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Jarvis Landry. Yes. So, it's just like... You know, you put like a Kirk Cousins on that team. Mm. Oh wait, no, you you technically I forgot they have Case Keenum as a backup. Yeah, I mean he's a backup for that, a reason. 
Yeah. No, no, no. But he did. <laughs> he did well. He, no, but no, but he did well. He did well on the Vikings. Yeah, that, well that Vikings one season. Yeah, Vikings, but then he got replaced. The Vikings are another team too in need of a coach. I, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of available people that you could hire as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That there's plenty of available true. people, but it seems like that everybody's picking from the same tree. And what I mean by that is the Mike Shanahan tree. You know, his son Kyle Shanahan was Washington with him. He's the coach of the 49ers. Sean McVay was them with there in Washington. You see where he's at. You got Brandon Staley, who was with McVay in Los Angeles as defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach out in the Chargers. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, was under Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. He gets the head coaching job in Green Bay. His younger brother, Mike LaFleur, offensive coordinator with the New York Jets. Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator for Sean McVay. He's one of the finalists to get the Minnesota Vikings job. What is going on here? They, y'all don't have any black friends? What about what Minnesota? What about Byron Leftwich? Is he not good? Is he not a good offensive coordinator? Went Took Jameis Winston and had a decent offense. He got a great quarterback in Tom Brady. Won the Super Bowl. How about Todd Bowles on that same staff under Bruce Arians? He got a job, but he had the New York Jets. I love, I'm love. i a Jets fan, but Jesus, he can't get it together to save our lives. You got Jim Caldwell out there. He went 62-50 and 50 in seven years as a head coach. And four of those years, he was in Detroit. Like the, the, the pit of the NFL. Nobody wants to go to Detroit. He went 14-2 and two in his first season and went to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. No job. What's going on here? Like there, There's plenty of people. There's plenty of people out there. They, they just don't get the looks. And like even, even since the rule started, when it was in 04, 03, there was only four black head coaches. That's three more than we have now. You had Lovey Smith, Marvin Lewis, who was there forever. You had Tony Dungy and Herman Edwards. All those guys ended up getting fired eventually. You got it off your chest, huh? No, it, because it, it bothers me, right? Like, how could leaders of men, like, white coaches have to prove over and over that they can't he do it? The my man's went. My, my fault. I got animated on it because this, there have only been 17 minority coaches hired since 2003. That's 19 years. Only yeah. 11 of them got two plus seasons on the job, and five of them got three or more seasons. And most of them were in terrible situations. Terrible situations. Like, look at most recently with David Cully in Houston. All that going on. They fired, they, they got rid of J.J. Watt. They traded away uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien did, did that whole organization a disservice for too many years. Put him in a terrible situation with Deshaun Watson, all his allegations, and you expect him to do good. You put him in there as a stopgap coach, and now he gets fired. Are you kidding me? Josh McCown is the favorite for the Houston. Josh McCown, who was coaching high school football for the past two years, who was a journeyman quarterback in the NFL. He has he's played on like 15 teams, but he's the finalist for the head coaching job in Houston. What are we doing, NFL? We have to do way better than that. NFL. Get the fuck get get it the fuck together. Get it the fuck together. Because what the fuck are you guys doing? My Honestly. fault. I, I didn't I didn't mean to do that. But that that it was just too like it was just too nah, you good, bro. there and too it's too obvious. 
to not not point it out. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, nah. I, I was like, I was, I was like, respect my son Joe Burr. Like my son Joe Burr is coming in hot, and I. I don't know. To be yeah, honest got, with you, I, got the I really do the have the Bengals taking it by like three or four. But yeah, I don't know. He's just fake to me. Like I'm not a hater. I just like he's Damn just fake. Salty. Like I, I just hate it. Like hater the way he acts. That's the definition of hating. You want a whole organization to fail because you have a personal well, vendetta well, against well, one person. It. Like come on. Yeah, fuck all that. That's a literal definition. Yeah, come on. You're a hater to the T right now. To the T. Like, I got Rams. I picked them at the beginning of the season to win. I figured Matthew Stafford will. You got there with Jared Goff and basically the same team. I figured Matthew Stafford could, you know, push them over the edge a little bit. Plus, Bengals' O-line is kind of suspect, and Aaron Donald is one hell of a player. A mo- He's a monster. He's but one before, hell of a player. Before we, could, before we continue, though, now that you mentioned that's Oh my Here at Conversation Coliseum, we do not endorse or sponsor any kind of sports betting. We are not responsible for any gains or losses. Bro, but what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, like I like I know the Rams like can definitely fuck up like Joe like um the Bengals O line, and the Bengals O line is extremely suspect. Like in all honesty, their defense is really good. Like I'm actually surprised at how good the defense is on the Bengals, but 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 their offense is fucking spectacular. To be honest with you, you take that same like you take that O line, and then you replace it with like a Dallas, or you replace it with like a prime time like Kansas City Chiefs O line like last year. No, the year before that when they won the Super Bowl. Buccaneers got one of the best O line. Oh, yeah, no, the Buccaneers have one of the best O-lines. But, like, you take that O-line and you put it on the Bengals, they could have went undefeated easily. Mm. Easily they would have went I don't know undefeated. about undefeated. I mean, my man Joe Thorough, you know, he, he's that guy. He's proven. Joe, hold on, hold on. Joe Thorough? Yeah, he's Joe Who Thurow. the fuck is Joe Thorough? It's Joe Burrow or Joe I know his Burr. name is Burrow. That's Thurow, his name. Though. He went on the road and... Tennessee, he took out the number one seed, and then he went to Kansas City, and he beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes has only but that, lost but that's to what, one that's person what I'm in the playoffs in his career, and his name was Tom Brady. Add Joe Burrow to but the that's list. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. My son Joe Burrow, he's going to come through. He's in Mega. What's up? What's up? I mean, I, I hope so. I bet. Shining lights. Da, 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 and win it. Like but You know what? In like, biggest games, teams are what they are, microcosms of themselves of the whole season in the biggest games. And I think Aaron Donald, I think he's the best player in the NFL, regardless of position. You got guys like Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey on the back end. It's going to be a nightmare. Uh, If I'm Joe Burrow, I'm losing sleep thinking about Aaron Donald. Big 99 coming through the middle and destroying me. But. He's a tough competitor, and I know he's going to hang in there because he got sacked nine times against Tennessee, and it, and it didn't seem to bother him. That That's also what I'm saying. But then again, he didn't get tackled by Aaron Donald, so... This is this is also true. <laughs> that that man literally threw like a 300, 400-pound lineman one time at like nothing. Sat him like on his butt. It was butt. like a paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> Not even sat him on his ass. Like he literally threw him like a paper bag flowing in the air. I was like, oh, shit. 
Like this guy's in the gym. Like, like on some on some real shit. I don't know what can stop him. Oh, Von like Miller too. Have to. Oh yeah, yeah. You have Von Miller. You have Jalen Ramsey. You have Eric Weddle, who came out of retirement to play like right. one game. <laughs> so it, so it's just like. It's like, what do you do to stop it? We'll we'll, we'll find yeah, out. Bengals. I definitely have the Bengals taking it by four. The Rams are definitely going to put score up a fight. Score I got the Rams. Oh, Twenty-one. I, I don't know Bengals. how they can stop Cooper Cup, man. Seventeen Rams. <sighs> oh, you that's my crapping bet. on Matthew. Oh, that 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 yeah, that mar that margin's kind of kind of kind of open. Like I was, I was I was gonna say it's, it's gonna be, gonna be um like thirty like thirty twenty seven. At thirty twenty six around that. No, yeah, it is. But the thing is, is that you got to think about it like this: who's stopping? Like, all right, you can have Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase, but who's stopping Boyd? Who's stopping Mixon if he gets in the backfield? Who's stopping like Joe Burrow when he's actually running? Because he could run, he could run, and that's one of the reasons why they won the championship back over in um, LSU too. They were running a lot, and he used his legs a lot. Like he's basically like an all-in-one quarterback, in my opinion, from what I've seen this season. And I know it's only one season, but it's like holy shit, he's putting himself on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Bengals, the Bengals did it right. Other than not drafting mm-hmm. O line, but I mean, when you have a chance to draft Jamar Chase, you draft Jamar Chase. Yeah, right? you you draft Jamar. You draft Chase. Jamar Chase. So. Exactly. So they just need to shore him up because he already he already tore his ACL last season. That's not a you know, and he's not he's a young quarterback, but he's not as young as some of these other guys that are in their first and second season. Um, he's like twenty five. So you got you got to keep him upright. That's the most important thing. But I think I think the Rams. I got the Rams. I think they'll break it open a little bit towards the end. I got thirty to twenty one. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I could, I could see it going either way. In a while, I'm Matthew Stafford is going out. MVP. What's his over under? Oh yeah. I'm no. I think, I think Cooper Cup might be MVP if the Rams win. OBJ is going to get at least one touchdown. Yeah. At at minimum, at minimum one touchdown, but his over is going to be at least seventy yards. He's definitely going to be over seventy yards. Under under ten receptions. Yeah, I say under ten catches for sure. Yeah, but 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 his yeah, catches have not, been that's big that's this true. season. Uh, in the postseason, actually, he's, you know, he's been pretty reliable, know, more reliable than uh, everybody would think. A lot of big first downs. Yeah, he, yeah he's, no, it's true. He's playing clutch, which a lot of people accused him of not being able to. I just hope it's a good game. Every game this playoff has been amazing. So I brought the whole but, shady aftermath. The Holy halftime oh, show. Yeah, though. Yeah. And then Mary J. Blige. Oh, that halftime show is looking crazy. Yeah. For real. <laughs> yo, yo, Ed. Eminem. Yeah. Eminem about to bring out. Eminem about to bring out D twelve. <laughs> Mary J. Blige is gonna come up with Tariq. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Dante's gonna be out there. Let's go, Mo. <laughs> Mecca. Are you kidding me with yo, this you bullshit? Watch Power Joe? <laughs> Dante. Yeah, you never watched neither of them. <laughs> Yo, yo, let's. Nah, I don't. Oh, come I don't. on, that is the best worst show it's, ever. This is Mary J. Blige. Nah, so I've never watched acting. Power, bro. Never got it. That is the I, best I worst show, bro. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so well, bad. I don't know why I can't. Method Man is pretty good on that, though. 
everybody's so bad. But it's just even some Method Man is good though. Yeah. And I, and at first I didn't buy him for a lawyer type. It came off kind of corny to me. But as I'm watching it, he's you know he's getting better at it. It's more believable. Yeah, that definitely like to yeah definitely close that you know Super Bowl predictions off. I think it could go either way. I got the Bengals taking it. Um, last topic just to close this off. Um, was actually submitted to us by um one of our followers. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. definitely gonna post up more polls so you guys can contribute. I'm gonna do the polls on Twitter again. Our Twitter handle is Convo Coliseum. Our Instagram, if you would like to participate, is called Conversation Two Underscores Coliseum. Question is this, right? This is for entertainment purposes only. Want to put that out there, man? No disclaimer. You should. It's raw. Yeah. Yep. This is raw, but it's. For entertainment purposes. Only. <laughs> He's still going to disclaim it. <laughs> right, so the question is this. You should be able to renew your marriage license every five to seven years. We have to renew our driver's license and passports, even some professional licenses, which proves our current knowledge and self changes so much. We have to verify who we are, who we are and know what we know. Doesn't that mean you can change in a relationship where it may or may not be compatible with your partner? I have one, one response to that. Renewing y'all trying life. to get us killed? Fucking submitting a question like this? I mean, I don't mind answering it, but whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's not be hasty yeah. here. Let's think this through. This this is a this is a good idea. I've I've, I've already subscribed yeah. to this idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. You're kind of on your own on this, Ed Boy. Like, I, like, with this, what? I kind of see where this person's coming from. No, 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 not you, Flo, um, Flores. Like, oh, I kind of see where this person's coming from because you gotta look at it like this. Can you can? Doesn't that mean you can change in a relationship where it may or may not be compatible with your partner? What, like, the way I take it is just like. You like you don't realize it yourself, but you change within a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you adapt to what your partner does. Your partner adapts to what you do. You may develop different kinds of habits. Like for example, you guys are now recording a podcast. I know you guys have to wrap your time around this, and me and you know all of our listeners, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But think about it like that: you weren't recording a podcast three years ago, so you changed. So guess what? Now your partner has to adapt to that. Doesn't that mean that you're just changing how you do things and changing the kind of person that you are? Because now you're recording a podcast. In a way, you're not developing a different persona, but you're changing how you do things. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I I think the changes uh, that people make in a relationship, you pick up different hobbies, you pick up, you know, different things that you like to do. um, They're okay as long as your partner is, is, is changing and adapting with you. But if it's a thing where, you know, now you're doing something that takes up so much more of your time and, you know, maybe it's lacking. Now you're lacking. You're not giving your partner the attention they feel that, you know, they so need. So you think marriages should have opt-outs? Relationship. Then this is where something like this could come into play. Like, hey, listen, if you're going to continue to do that, it's not, a, it's not an opt-out. It's not a, it's not, it's not a sports deal. You're not getting anything out of it. You know, you both want to be in the relationship, right? Because you don't just marry everybody. You date them and and you can you could see a future with them, right? You could see 
because you're basing it well, on how, how you shallow know are you? Like, what if if you just all, marry somebody for how they look, you, know, you said fat, fat and ugly. ugly. <laughs> like with five years, like what what happens then? Like it's not about it's not about shallow or, or they or they give up on their dreams and their goals and they begin to settle. Like this is not the person that I fell in love with. This is not the person that was the go getter. That was you know we were inspiring each other. Now you're just kind of like giving into a like corny suburban lifestyle maybe that's not what i, I wanted maybe my fire still burns and yours you, is like you, you you're trying yes to, like to settle down seven like, years settle down all the way like i don't know all right if you make it past three years you know how they get like a fifth year option we get like a two kid option you get one kid you get a two kid option after the fifth we'll talk about it based on where you're financial you at you know what i'm saying or your job are you still in that dead end thing I mean, I, 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 could, I could see, like, where, like, the person is coming from. Like, whether it's a yes or no, it's it, 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 it is a little bit of a teetering line to walk on. But I do believe that every now and then you should kind of reflect back on your relationship and yeah. just go over morals. Go over, like, what made you guys get together. You get what I'm saying? And kind of kind of just reflect back on it. And it's just like... You should yeah, just really say to yourself, am I still in this relationship for the same reasons why I asked you out? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, the, the and it's not necessarily a renewal of a relationship, like, all right, I'm going to leave and then come back. <laughs> like a fucking doctor's visit? Like a fucking I was, <laughs> I was more thinking like maybe like a yearly check-in kind of deal. I think that's what Joe, yeah. Joe was... No, no, no. That I, but I'm saying I think that's what Joe was was um was hinting towards, like a just a check in, like you know, look at everything from a distance, from the you know, take a step back, because you know sometimes you're in a relationship or with anything, you're in so deep into the forest you can't even see the trees anymore. So you gotta take you gotta step back, take a macro perspective, and look at everything. Is this what I want? Is this how I'm supposed to feel? Am I happy? I think, I and mean, I think that yeah, you should do that as, as I would much have as you to can. vote why, probably why no, and it's not solely based on the bias that I am married. In a relationship that you're not happy in. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you know, when you choose to make a commitment that big with somebody, you're comfortable in the fact of knowing that you guys can <laughs> I would hope not. And I would hope not. I feel like something like that could probably be, it's kinda like a prenup, you know, where that's written into the marriage law and then it kind of makes everything feel like you know you have a like it just doesn't feel i don't know the how, the word i would use but i would be like damn you know what i mean like it's not genuine yeah 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 it's not a genuine commitment. like like i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> see you in five years <laughs> like it's just it's like you're leasing the marriage. until we renew again <laughs> 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 you know what Until I mean? renewal. I don't you know. know. Oh God. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see so, that. I, and again, as somebody as married, you that you scared, you did it with, you the, with the intention nigga, of why. lasting. But there's just something so morbid about forever to me, like because that implies death. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not a fear of commitment, but it's just just thinking about it, it's just a morbid like till forever, like like damn after you yeah, die. We talk about that if lot, one of us is still says, alive, uh, like, she wants us what is to go the out point? The then, like, you're gonna be so old or whatever. You I don't know, know if you guys <laughs> ever seen the Notebook. They both die at the same time. I was like, well, the statistics on that are remarkably low. But... Yeah, I had a girlfriend <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it. In, I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Highly unlikely. 
Does she? Uh, you can try. Though. I don't know. Doesn't she have like a crippling mental illness uh, in that movie? You actually paid attention? Bro, that's why he's reading the notebook. I was on, on my phone for most of the time and I got shit about <laughs> What am I going to do? Well, we grow. Now I don't be on my phone no more when we're watching <laughs> movies, I guess. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> Yo, bro. I got a perfect idea for the cover art. You could put um yeah, head in a lawyer suit, tonight. nigga, because he went no, in on that Brian Fuller shit. Put the nigga. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a little. <laughs> no, put that nigga on the scale, like you know the justice scale. Just put. Him. Don't do that. Do do not. <laughs> get him done right now. Do not do that. Get getting that done right now. Yo, definitely. Dope ass discussion, and I'm glad we definitely hit all the topics and got, um, you know, towards the end, like a viewer submitted question. Thank you again. Um, mm -hmm. definitely we down do to do more polls. Like Still want to see um a sketch or a little drawing of a Bronx superhero. Definitely down to, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm definitely down even to publish it. Like I said, whoever wants to do it or chip in or have any questions about us, DM us at Conversation Coliseum on in this Instagram conversation two underscores coliseum now thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of conversation coliseum and until next time